Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast brought to you by Yui. Over 100,000 claims taken care of every year. Now that's an impressive stat. For a better insurance experience, think Yui. Welcome back to the NRL Fantasy Podcast. We've had a week off for representative round, which I thoroughly enjoyed, Don Brock, not least of all because I didn't have to stress about mm. my fantasy team and who I was trading and my players scoring badly like they did the week before. Yeah, last week was nice and relaxing uh, on the fantasy front, but it is good to be back. Plenty of team news this week. Just need to work out what our trades are going to be, but um, it's all part of the fun. Because we didn't do a podcast last week over Rep Round, we haven't yet had a chance to um, discuss at length the carnage of Round 14 and yeah. just how horribly bad it was across the board. Um, I don't want to dwell on it, and I'm not going to, but uh, Cameron McInnes, Mitch Pearce, Bronson Sherry, uh, even captaincy options like Cook and um, mm. Tamalolo, Cam Smith, there was just there was bad times across the board. It was a rough week. Yeah, but, uh, it's long in the past now. It's <laughs> so far in the look, past. Look to the future. I'm looking ahead and to all the... I wish I could make four trades this week. I'm sure you do as well. Mm. Um, probably would also be bad given I'm running out. Let's have a look at the teams. West Tigers taking on the Rabbitohs on Thursday night. Um, their last game seems a long while ago now. A couple of ins, a couple of outs. Um, Adam Reynolds back for South. Braden Burns back for South. Um, Tigers look pretty steady as she goes, I think. Uh, Elijah Taylor's in the bench. There's nothing huge um, yeah. fantasy-wise. Chris Lawrence starts. LOA starts. Um, but, yeah, fantasy-wise, I think Ryan Madison's probably the big talking point yeah. from the Tigers at the moment. Um, his average is up to the mid-50s. What is it? Almost 55. Price is 760, which is about standard for um, that kind of player. But, yeah, looking like a keeper at this stage um, if you need to cover some spots in the second row. I guess... Twal is probably a sort of an option for round 16 if you're desperate yeah. for a prop with Fafita out and so on. Certainly for a buy round. Um, he's kind of that borderline keeper, 50-point mm. player. But um, you know, if you have him, then hold, certainly. But uh, yeah, if you're looking to buy, I'd, I'd look at someone like Madison or one of those slightly higher scorers at this point. Yeah, good call. Um, what about South? We've, uh, if anyone jumped mm. on... Um, Connor Tracy or Adam Dewey, then they're uh, probably going to be a little probably disappointed right now. Yeah, exactly right. Um, they're looking pretty close to full strength, other than the two Burgess brothers, uh, Tom and Sam, who are both probably only a week or two away. Um, had a few inquiries about Dean Britt, who has a negative break-even this week, but he's on the bench and will probably be dropping minutes badly in a, a week, a game or two when the Burgesses are back. Yeah, exactly. So George Burgess is back this week. Sam Burgess is in the reserves, so it could be... Uh, this week, but probably uh, next game, um, and yeah, um, Tom to come back as well. So, yeah, Britt's probably a no-go. Looks like a bit of a trap. Um, Braden Burns is back for those who have held yep. him for a long time. Adam Reynolds is back um, fairly quick as well. Yeah, um, as we sort of discussed, that was a um, the broken back wasn't as bad. Broken as back sounds, wasn't yeah. as bad as it sounds. Yeah, it's one of those transverse process. The the little bit on the side of the vertebrae, not anything structural. Yep. So it was a, a pain tolerance issue rather than a spinal cord related. Issue. Yeah, so Burns was a great buy at the start of the season, more of a, um, a cut price, um, decent scorer who covers centre and wing a fullback. I don't know if he's a buy anymore. Adam Reynolds is more of a buy, average in the f- low 50s, 53, I think, um, under 700 grand, which is good price. You know, the injury worries are the only thing, and he's got this bit of a reputation for being injury prone. He's had mm. two different injuries in the last couple of games that he's played. Um, so that's the one concern, but apart from that, uh, decent buy. They're not playing next week, are they? No, they, no. they played the previous yeah. buy round, which uh, might have been when he got 
hurt. It was against the Eels, wasn't it? He got, he got hurt and played limited minutes, but then that didn't keep him out a week with that first injury and then the second injury. Was... Yeah, I think the back was against the Eels because someone hit him in the in goal in the back. Oh, okay, and that's yeah. when he, so it was about a month ago or three weeks ago now. Um, anyway, yeah, he doesn't play round 16 due to the bias, so only for probably head-to-head coaches or those who aren't too worried about round 16. Yep. Uh, second game, the Dragons up against the Cowboys. Dragons um, copped a bit of a pummeling last start after a false dawn against the um, the Bulldogs. No major ins or outs. I think Tim Laffey back in the centres yep, is right. the main one for them. Origin guys pretty much all named uh, to back up as well. Yeah, so I guess the talking point that you mentioned earlier was Cameron McGuinness, um, that head knock. Uh, he had, in his last game, scored nine points, uh, which is bad and also means his price is going to drop in the next few weeks. That's going to hang around. He's pretty expensive before that, so yeah. his price is going to start tumbling, which is you know good news if you haven't got him and you're planning to get a new hooker in the next three or four or five mm-hmm. weeks. Well, he and Damien Cook both are sort of headed for price yeah. bumps in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, if you haven't finalised your, your 17 yet or aren't that close, then he's one to keep an eye on. Um, anything else in that thing? Reese Robson did well out of that game. Um, due to that injury, of due course. Due to that injury, yeah. and, and he's scored reasonably well off the bench. So those who got him are, are cashing in, but no real buys elsewhere that I can see. No, no, I don't think so. Um, Reese Robson, I think you've already missed the boat. If uh, he was only yeah. a low end to start with, you've probably done all right, but you would have wanted him before last week. Uh, news for the Cowboys. The big news is Scott Drinkwater straight into the starting side, as you would expect. Um, the second he's available, they've been crying out for a, um, you know, just a, a high quality fullback. They had um, Jordan Carhu plugging away, but he's probably more of a centre. And you know, Tamari Murray before that um, scary injury that he had, um, probably more of a five eighth as well. So a proper fullback now. Um, unfortunately, he starts really expensive. He played one game last year and, and killed it. Um, and the way the algorithm works, uh, I, I, I think it should be weighted further down for players who have only played one or two games, but yeah. not much we can do about that at the he's moment. He's got a discount based on what his score was. He's average, but it's not that big a discount. Um, yeah, yeah. He still costs 583 grand, which uh, for a fairly new player is pretty expensive, so that break-even is 44. So, yeah, some people are talking about buying him this week. I uh, would not be doing I'd, that. I'd wait and see, certainly. He could be... I mean, the reps in him are huge. He's one of those tackle-breaking types as well, so he could be a, a gun fullback in fantasy, but it's hard to tell at this point. And better to wait and see. Mm-hmm. He won't get out of out of hand price-wise anyway. Well, no, even if he goes really, really well, what's that, you know, a 50 score? He's going to go up a little bit rather yeah. than a lot. Um, Josh Maguire missing, has taken the one-week suspension um, for that shot on James Maloney in origin. Kurt Baptiste, unfortunately, did his ACL um, playing for PNG, so he's out for the rest of the year which brings um, Ruben Cotter onto the bench. Um, not too much else. Cohen Hess is out uh, short-term as well. Yep. Um, Tamalola was quiet-ish, um, both last start in terms of fantasy and also um, on the weekend for Tonga. But um, you think with Maguire out, he should be you know pretty reliable as a captaincy option for those who want him. Yeah, definitely. And even that last start... 53, I think, was his score. Yeah, so it's not too bad. That's still fine. Um, you'd want more if you had him as captain, but uh, not the end of the world. And, yeah, every chance he pumps out a, another big score this week. Yep. Um, blockbuster second game on Friday. Roosters up against the Storm was a, one of the absolute games of the year last time they played. Um, not expecting too much different this time. Most of the Origin guys are in for the Roosters. Um, Tedesco backing up. Um, Latrell is in. Uh, obviously, didn't play Origin, but um, you know he'll have a, a point to prove. You would think. Um, Boyd Corn has been named. If anyone was going to get a rest, I would have thought he'd probably be the um, the candidate. 
Um, Cooper Cronk is still paired with Drew Hutchison in the halves for now. Luke Keary getting closer to a return, but at this point he's not um, anywhere in the list, although Lachlan Lamb is in the reserves, um, having gotten over that wrist fracture, as is Brett Morris on his way back from, a, was it a knee at Brookvale back early in the season? Yeah. I want to say it was a it's knee. It's all fuzzy. All this pre-origin <laughs> stuff is fading in my memory now. Um, yeah, the big, the big news here, I guess, is Tedesco, who was a late withdrawal last uh, round for the Roosters, which really hurt a lot of fantasy teams. Um, obviously a massive in for them and a huge fantasy player. Um, otherwise, Angus Crichton's in a bit of decent form. Um, he was pretty, he's been pretty quiet for the Roosters for the most part. Um, not the strike weapon he was uh, at the Rabbitohs in his first couple of seasons, but um, averaging 55 in his last few, which is good. Um, don't know if that makes him a buy just yet, but could be a point of difference. But yeah, Tedesco is the big one you want to have in your, in your team. Can't really see too many other major fantasy talking points. Obviously, Joey Manu was brilliant at fullback last start with Teddy out, but back in the centres, he's been fairly quiet um, this season. Looking at the Storm, they were far too good for the Knights a couple of weeks ago in round 14. Um, again, not too much new or interesting here. Uh, Cam Smith um, is an asset to them, obviously well-rested through the, um, the origin period. Uh, Fantasy-wise, Cameron Munster will probably be keen for a, a big game given the way that Origin went as well. Yeah, so Smith's a really good captaincy option, I think, this week. As you say, well-rested. It's a big game. This is the kind of game that he scores well in. Uh, should be close against one of their you know, competition rivals. Um, yeah, and they're not making any changes this week because they keep winning. Um, they've got the mm. best winning streak in the comp at the moment. Uh, makes sense to keep things as is, which is bad if you've got Ryan Pappenheisen in your team because he's stuck on the bench. Um, Jerome Hughes has been fantastic, so he doesn't like getting that uh, fullback spot mm. anytime soon unless they drop Brody Croft, but it looks like that's not going to happen either. So Yeah, I think that's a bit adventurous, really, after yeah. all the chopping and changing they did in the, the playmaking combinations last year. And what they've got now is obviously working well enough to yeah. you know, win, what, six straight or something? So, yep, yeah. I think they'll stay pretty much as is for a while now. Yep, I agree. Uh, Saturday footy kicks off up on the Gold Coast. Titans hosting the Sea Eagles. Um, Titans obviously a, a huge blow recently, losing Jai Arrow for probably six weeks uh, at least. Um, Mo Fodawake has been pumping mm. out some pretty handy numbers in the front row and playing big minutes as well. He's averaging 180-ish metres in those four games and, and scoring, I think he's scored over 50 in fantasy every one of those those games. Yeah, pretty much. Um, his minutes has really jumped, as you say, from about 35 minutes a game up to 50 and 60 minutes a game. He played the whole 80 uh, last time out when Arrow got injured. Um, yeah, really promising uh, stuff from him. His scores have been uh, great. Um, his price is still pretty good. What is it, around 580? I might just check that before I give away dodgy information. But um, yeah, so if you want a, a um, fairly high-scoring front rower, who, you know he could be a keeper from here on out. Um, 571 he costs um, at a cut price. Then then he's a great option. He's already jumped 170 grand uh, this season, but still has more to go. And and yeah, at this rate, if he keeps playing minutes like that and performances like that, he's uh, he's going to be a keeper. Titans, unfortunately, one of the teams that played in the previous buy round. So if you're getting any of them, they, they're not available in round 16. Um, Jesse Arthurs is another one who's yeah. sort of been scoring pretty reliably. It's one of the ones I took a, a pun on and probably will need him in the 17, the way things are going this week. Um, probably starting to get towards too late for him, I think. This would certainly be the last week if you, uh, if you want him. Yeah, I mean, if you get him now, it's purely as that kind of cover for your outside backs. But yeah, ideally, you got him a little while ago for the, the cash rises as well. Jay Whitbread in the um, 
in the 13. He was talked about as a cash cow a couple of months ago. Um, yeah, this is probably his chance now. Yeah, the will, will he out. stay there for the six weeks? Well, are they sort of expecting anyone else back? Um, uh, no, they had, I feel like the injuries are now pretty long-term, the ones who are out already. Well, they they got rid of Max King. Sam yep. Stone's come in, but he's more of a second rower rather than a middle. Yeah, I don't think he'll be um, starting. No. Um, yeah, maybe he's got it for a while. Ryan James out for the season. Yeah. Proctor's back in a week. I don't know if that changes things. Again, that says they've probably got a few guys who can play edge or middle that might. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting option. Whitbread's three seventy, so not quite as cheap as you'd as you'd like, but cut price. Currently a front rower. If he stays at lock, he might get dual position. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I'll probably wait and see. Just how we go. Break even about thirty ish. Yep. Um, they take on the Sea Eagles. Uh, Tommy Travojevic, 100 points mm. last time out. Um, Monster performance. And uh, I don't know what he would have scored in Origin, but I'm guessing it would have been reasonably handy. Pretty close as well, yeah. He was fantastic, wasn't he? So good. Um, um, I'm always reluctant to buy yeah. a an Origin player in the middle of an Origin campaign, especially yeah. sort of you know one week before the next origin game and, and be a guy coming off a long-term hamstring injury but he's pretty compelling in a few ways even buying someone just because they got 100 feels very you know beginner <laughs> reactionary but, yeah. reactionary Chasing but, points but but in his case it, it looks good i mean he's been yeah. a keeper for he's a proven guy a few yeah. years yeah exactly um he was coming back from injury his game his game before the 100 was his game back from injury and he scored 28 in 80 minutes which is not great but um he made up for it, you know, and then some in that last game. Um, and as you say, in origin, he was fantastic. Um, uh, scored a couple of tries. So, yeah, every chance he keeps getting some uh, some big scores in the next few weeks. Um, he's going to get more expensive if he hits another 50 or anything higher than that. So pretty good buy this week, mm. even though he's got origin coming up. And uh, I guess speaking of origin, Daly Cherry Evans uh, came back from an ankle injury in origin too. He's been... Playing some pretty good footy. He's another one, sort of like a few guys you mentioned, who'll be looking for a hit back after Queensland were, were thumped on Sunday night. But his scoring's taken a bit of a tumble. He's lost the goal kicking to, to Ruben Garrick and obviously had that ankle injury. Uh, you know, he's probably one to, to target once the price levels out. Yeah, um, he may have even dropped off the. I mean, his his ranking amongst halves is, is yeah. dropping at the moment. So if you haven't got him, certainly wait. I wouldn't be rushing him in at this point. Um, Maybe if he gets a lot cheaper and then starts turning around his scores, then get him. But otherwise, you know, Anthony Milford's gone past him, I would say. You know, even Munster maybe after Origin. So. Mitch Moses? <laughs> maybe Mitch Moses. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, a wait and see on him. Uh, a few other guys. Jake got a quiet score last time out um, just due to getting a, an early shower with um, with the Seagulls up plenty against the Dragons. Marty Tapao got a really big score yeah. and just with the uh, Andrew Fafita suspension, I've sort of been avoiding Tapao all year but I'm now looking at him for, for this week. We've mentioned him a bit this year. He's kind of been uh, slightly frustrating because his minutes haven't been huge for the most part um, so he hasn't posted many of those really big scores but um, yeah last time around was one of those big ones especially after they took off um, Jake and DC at the end the rest of yeah. the Origin players in the last 20 minutes and um, Tapao just kept scoring points so yeah with front rowers uh, at a premium right now he's um, you know, one of the best options and covers both um, front and second row so handy to have Mm. There's a few other talking points. Coruscant's out for probably not long enough to make Manasi Fano an option, but at some point in his career, Fano's going to be an 80-minute hooker and he's <laughs> going to be an absolute yeah. 
fantasy gun, but that time I don't think is just yet, unfortunately. Um, they're probably the main ones. Adam Fedor Blake's a little bit too up and down. If you jumped on Cade Cust, uh, obviously yeah. he had some uncertainty around his spot with the other halves available, but he's, um, I think he's the off. horse is bolted, but he's making some handy cash. Indeed. Uh, Knights take on the Broncos up at McDonald Jones Stadium on a Saturday afternoon. Calum Ponga named despite a cork, and uh, I don't know about you, but I really could use him playing this week. I think he'll play. Now. I really want him to play, again, yeah. for a couple of reasons, but yeah, <laughs> he's in my team as well. So, um, yeah, I think the signs are fairly positive that the Knights want to get him onto the field. Um, we'll wait and see. They play Saturday afternoon, so... Um, yeah, by Friday, 5.30, we might have a better view. You mm. know, they'll leave him out if they know he's not going to play. But, yeah, at this stage, I think, assume he's probably going to play. Yeah, that sounds that way. Um, Mitchell Pearce named. He had a pretty dusty game against yeah. the Storm after a, an absolute hot streak for, for five or six weeks, seven missed tackles and well down on his attacking stats. He's back or still in the origin frame again maybe with Cleary injured so not sure what's happening there I kind of need him for around 16 so fingers crossed he's available um, and fingers even more crossed that he bounces back from that 16 with a, a better score it's one of those funny things if he's in your fantasy team that you want him to score well but if he has a wow of a game against the Broncos of all teams that, that it's going to look like you know getting back into the origin team so uh, yeah then again as you say he didn't really do much against Melbourne which didn't help him so uh, who knows? I think, you know, he'll score more than 16 this time around. But, yeah, I um, hope he does. Yeah. yeah. He, he hasn't. He scored a lot of tries in those um, big scores before that. He didn't really rely on tries, as we've mentioned. Well, he was scoring great, but he was scoring well even if he took the tries out. Yeah. Sort of 50 plus. But the Knights just had no ball in that game. They just kept spilling it, so he didn't have much to do in attack and mm. made a few uh, missed tackles, as you said. So mm. Melbourne just easily the best defensive team in the comp. Exactly. Well. Um, and David Clemmer down there in the reserves list after thinking he'd be out for probably three or four or mm. five weeks with a broken wrist. He's um, a chance of not missing much game time at all, so that'd be a big in. Uh, we're talking about him a little bit uh, off air just in terms of the way his scores dropped once the Knights figured out how to play because his tackles went down. But um, if they have a, a bit of a levelling out after the Storm game, maybe Clemmer comes back yeah. into it a little bit yep, as well. Yeah, um, They take on the Broncos... Um, Payne Haas named he was unavailable for Origin 2 with a, a hammy tweak but um, sounds like he's okay to go for them um, probably the, is there anyone else really fantasy relevant Milford is uh, Milford's the other one yeah um, yeah so he's scoring really well at the moment um, a lot of kick meters a lot of kick meters but can do a bit of everything uh, with the ball in his hands as well so He's a good one. They play next week, the Broncos, I'm pretty sure. So he's going to be a very handy, probably the best half available in round 16. Mm. Well, yeah, I bought him a couple of weeks ago purely for, well, not purely for, but with a, an eye to, yeah. to round 16. Um, so he's the big one. Haas everyone should have. So hopefully he plays for all our sakes. Well, I anticipate um, Moses M by getting dropped for Anthony Milford for Origin purely because I have Milford in fantasy. <laughs> Just so the curse. Keep, keep your eyes peeled for that one. Um, the final Saturday game, Eels v Raiders up in Darwin. Eels copped a bit of a hiding last time these teams met down in Canberra. Uh, they've lost Michael Jennings for like six weeks with a, a knee injury and also bench forward Ray Stones out for something like 10 weeks with a, um, an ankle injury. So a couple of... Injuries for them. Brad Takarangi comes back into the team. Um, still no Tim Manor, even though he's staying at the club. The big news is Dylan Brown back um, mm-hmm. in the halves. I think they've, you know, for an 
18-year-old with two games under his belt. They've really missed um, what he looked like he was going to offer at the start of the year. Um, Fantasy-relevant part of that is he pushes Jamin Salmon to the bench where he's going to be a bench utility, probably taking some minutes off Reid Marnie, who's had pretty handy run. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, he's fantasy-relevant as well, just himself, Dylan Brown, who was yeah massively popular at the start of the season, um, most popular rookie, I think, before round one, and then got injured before he uh, had made too much in the price rises, played three games, he's up to 3.28 now, which is still pretty cheap. So mm. if you're looking to cash someone out, um, he's not going to—he's not bottom dollar, but he'll give you a fair bit of uh, uh, cash bringing him in, and then he's got a lot of price rises in him. Um, I think he scored a couple of 30s and a 50 from memory, so um, you know, really promising player, good defensively, can get through 25 tackles a game, um, and then anything on top of that is uh, is a bonus. So. Yeah, pretty good buy if you're looking for another cheapy slash cash cow. And, and yeah, Reed Money, as you say, if he's scoring drops to the 40s, he could be a sell in the next few weeks. Yeah, so just looking at his numbers, it was 230s and a 48, so pretty much exactly what you said. And uh, you mentioned what I was going to mention, which is uh, he doesn't get spotted in defence. He gets through quite a few tackles mm-hmm. and hardly misses any. He missed three tackles in three games and averaged... Um, what, 23 tackles made, so 23 made and one missed um, is, is a great return for yeah. a young half, and he was getting, what's that, probably 70-ish kick metres a game and probably 50, 60 run metres a game, so pretty useful base stats across the board, and then in that 40-80, he scored a try, so plenty of upside for him. Um, probably the main ones for Paramount. I think so. Uh, is Sivo still going? I've still got him, but I tried to sell him a couple of times, ended up having bigger problems. And then, and then he keeps scoring tries. Question, well, every time I went to sell him, he had a, a big game, and he was fantastic for Fiji. I know they you know, weren't competing against mm. a, a high-class team on the on the weekend, but he scored two pretty impressive tries, so hopefully he gets a, a boost out of that and, and pumps through for a, a few more. And just with question marks over a few other wing fullbacks, you know, the Lomax injury and Callum yeah. Ponga's cloud, he's, he could be a handy hold um, for this weekend. Uh, Raiders have got Josh Hodgson back. He's probably a big talking point for them in footy terms, but also for us in terms of Silva Havili back to the bench. So he's going to be a sell sooner rather than later. Um, Chance Nickel Klockstad, I think a few of us are losing a bit of patience with just score-wise. Not that he's playing badly, but um, he's about to start losing a lot of cash. Uh, could be time to jump off. Yeah, so Nickel Klockstad's got a break-even in the 50s now, I think. Is it high 50s? That's um, high, yeah. Yeah, so the signs are not great for him. Um, his average is down to 40. It was around 45 for a while there. Um, one thing, if you want to spin it as a positive, is maybe Hodgson back creates a few more opportunities for players like Nicol Klockstad. Yeah, attack. true. Uh, so his scoring might go up. It has dipped off, as we've said, in the last few rounds when Hodgson wasn't there. So it wasn't even demerits, really. I saw the 12, and I thought he must have had a bunch of yeah. errors on his tackles, but he had hardly any demerits and just no... The involvements weren't yeah. really there, the tackle breaks. It was a weird game. That was that Thursday night against the Sharks where the yeah. Sharks were terrible and then the Raiders were terrible and ended up being a close game. Yeah. <laughs> Funny how that happens. <laughs> um, yeah, so his last two scores are 12 and 22, which I think are his worst two of the season. Mm. Yeah, they are. Before that, he got 63, um, 50 a few weeks before that as well. So his potential is there. Yeah, Hodgson could, you know, set him up for a few more, um, you know, line breaks or whatever. So, but otherwise, yeah, when when there's guys like Trevojevic out there who are just coming off 100 and are probably going to get 50 points a game, um, pretty good upgrade options available Mm. if you want to get rid of CNK. And Roger, who we'll talk about in a second, coming off 70 as well. Um, 
talk about in a second, talk about that game right now. The Warriors host the Panthers on Sunday afternoon. Um, Roger Tuovasashek coming off 70, so his um, price has levelled out nicely. Any other big talking points for the uh, the Warriors fantasy-wise? Fantasy-wise, I'm not sure. There's a couple of injuries. Tohu Harris is out for a while, I think six weeks with a knee injury. Yeah. Isaac Luke's out again. Uh, just a Vungas starting at lock. I don't know what his price is, but um, he scored really well in the minutes he's had in the past. He's usually been a bench player. Um, I mean, RTS is the is the main one, as we've yep. as we've said. Um, yeah, his price bottomed out a few weeks ago, and it uh, looks like he's on the way back up. So, yeah, certainly one of those fullbacks you'd want to have your eye on if you haven't got him already. And plays round 16 as well if you're worried about overall. Indeed. Um, that's probably it for the Warriors. The Panthers um, starting to hit a little bit of form. They've obviously lost Nathan Cleary. Still not quite sure how long he's going to be out. Sounds like three to four weeks, so we'll just miss um, Origin and probably one or two games for Penrith. Jerome Luai comes into the starting halves alongside James Maloney, who tends to step up uh, when Cleary's out. Luai was pretty good for Samoa as well, scored mm. a nice try. Um, Brian Toto, the winger, getting uh, some really handy price rises. I almost bought him and then talked myself <laughs> out of it, starting to regret that. Um, anyone else? Mitch Kenny's coming up a pretty quiet score, even though he um, has been starting since being promoted to the top 30. Yeah, Liam Martin's doing all right as well. I think yeah. he's a cashy. Um, yeah, so Cleary's the big news, obviously. Um, a month out, say, which is three games, because they've got the bye next week, um, and he'll would have missed that for Origin anyway. It's it's not massive. I guess if you've got him, three weeks is, is right on that borderline of yeah. sell or hold. Probably depends on what your situation is. I mean, if you've got him and for feeder, it's going to be a very annoying three weeks trying to hold both exactly, of them. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, if you're playing head-to-head, try to hold overall points. Maybe he's a sell and, you know, it depends what else you've got uh, happening in your squad. And, yeah, three weeks is also probably too short to consider... Jerome Luai or Maloney, I think, unless they mm. score great in the next few weeks. Um, Luai is coming off a minus one, so his break-even's not particularly low either. I think it's 28 or something, around 30. So mm. even if he plays pretty well, his price isn't going to skyrocket. You, if you get him, you probably want a few 50s or something to get that quick money. Um, if Cleary was going to be out for two months, then I'd yeah. definitely be looking at Luai. And, and Maloney, who did great last year when Cleary wasn't uh, in the Panthers team, so... Uh, yeah, kind of a bit of a no-go zone now for those Panthers halves in my mm. book, I think. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, final game of the round is the Dogs up against the Sharks on Sunday afternoon at ANZ Stadium. Um, Dogs, so last game, Dallin Watanis lesniak ended up starting at fullback, which means Nick Meany, who is a fullback, starts on the wing, even though he's not a winger. Montoya, who is a winger, is playing in the centres. Um, must be frustrating for Dogs fans. Sounds um, a little frustrating. You can, I can feel your enthusiasm <laughs> for this just, lineup. It's just weird. <laughs> um, Fantasy-wise, I can't really see too much. There's nothing really doing, is there? So if you've still got Aidan Tolman, I think he got 43 last start, scoring those 40s. Yeah, I lost patience with him a few weeks yeah. ago. I mean, he's been fine, but he's not really quite keeper level um, when there's to powers or whatever. Although in saying that, if you did keep Tolman, Having any front rower scoring points for this could be <laughs> so good for used him this week. Yeah, so, but that's I think it as far as fantasy options in that Bulldogs team. Yeah, they need to start winning some games ideally for their uh, backs to become a bit more fantasy relevant. Well, exactly. Just looking at the reserves, they got that Brandon Wakeham down there who was fantastic for was it Fiji? I want to say it was Fiji. 
um, over the the rep weekend. So um, you know, hopefully he gets a chance in the NRL at, at some point. Although Foran and Cogger look pretty entrenched for the moment. They take on the Sharks. Um, Bronson Sherry mentioned at the top got an early head knock and a low score. Uh, last start after a monster score the week before that against Parramatta so hopefully he bounces back against the Dogs with some uh, attacking stats uh, for Fida we also mentioned at the top he's out for three weeks um, Braden Hanlon Ueli's turned into what was the second or third best cash cow of the year somehow wow quietly. it's um, price that. rises have been absurd but never at any stage looks like a reliable buy but then just kept getting minutes and scoring he scored a couple of tries and um, yeah, he's gone really well but um, anticipating him scoring actually really well the next three weeks or Fafita's out but again it's probably too short term to be uh, jumping on yeah exactly so Fafita is hold or sell in your bracket I mean ideally you hold him he's, got, he's the best front rower in, in fantasy you're going to want him in that run home I guess he yeah he's a hold for me I kind of wish they just took the early play and he had him for round 16 yeah. can't do much about that now um so sixth best cash cow of the year, Helen Yuli. I've oversold it a tiny bit, but almost three hundred thousand dollars of price yeah. rises. That's pretty uh, significant. Does anybody own him? How many? What's uh, his ownage percentage selected by? Well, you look that up. Two point six percent. No, he's not in many teams at all. Okay, well, kudos to that. Two point six percent. Sean Johnson. Um, he had a pretty quiet game in his last game, twenty-one points. Yeah. Um, but he was doing pretty well before that. I think he averaged around 50. Mm. Was that his first game back from injury, that previous game? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. So it injured in the previous game and then that one. Um, kind of a... He's become a bit of a left field option now. Mm. If you're looking for a half, um, he's not you know as dominant a playmaker at the Sharks as he was at the Warriors. So maybe a cheaper option. I guess his price will keep dipping a little bit in the near future. So one to keep an eye on, perhaps. Getting that uh, edge back together of Johnson and Nakora in particular. Yeah. Um, not sure what they're going to do with their centres. I think we talked previously about Sherry switching sides to link up with Wade Graham, but even if he's on that other side with Johnson and Nakora, hopefully he gets some attacking stats. But Johnson back should be good for Britain as well, you would think. Um, anyone else in that Sharks side Warren to mention? Not so much. Not so much. Getting some questions? Why not? Dig the questions out. Um so first one we'll get to is Paul Burns. I only have seven trades left. Am I in trouble? Also, is Cleary a hold or a sell? Um, yes, yes, you are in trouble. <laughs> but I know of people who We're are in more in trouble. trouble. Yes. We're all in trouble. Um, yeah, I mean, it depends. If, if your team's looking fairly close to what your finished product's going to be, if you can yeah. see you've got 17 players or close to that that you want to hold for the rest of the season, then then that's okay. Um, if you need to make four or five trades to get there, then yeah, you're running a bit low with seven trades left. So really, uh, you know, plan them out and make everyone count. Yep, and uh, Cleary ideally as a hold, unless you have trades to burn, which in this case you probably don't. Yeah, um, And are targeting around 16 score. Jordy uh, Roberts, thoughts on going early on Turbo? He's in insane form with a matchup against the Titans this week. I'd rather not have a. Uh, I'd rather deal without having a fullback in round 16. It's a good point. Turbo against the Titans could be anything. It really could. Uh, yeah, I think if you can do it, then... Uh, yeah, why not go for it? I mean, you're going to be missing a lot of plays for round 16 anyway. You know, half the players in the comp don't play. Mm. Uh, plus all the Origin players. So, yeah, if he gets another... If you don't pick him, and you could have, and then he scores 80 or 90, you'll be kicking yourself. So, 
uh, I think if it fits your squad and you can do it, then go for it. Mm. His hamstring looks pretty okay, and having had a, a long layoff, he shouldn't be too fatigued either, so may not get any rests for the rest of the season as well. Yeah, true. Uh, Thomas, is Pierce to DCE a good trade? Uh, we touched on DCE and mm. would not be buying him at the moment. No, Pierce, I, I wouldn't be scared off by one low score Yeah, de- definitely no. Um, yeah, Pierce had a really quiet game last game, but against the best team of the comp, so don't read too much into that. Um, mm. And yeah, DCE seems to be on the way down a little bit. He's not going to be a bad scorer, but can't bank on 55s um, every week for the rest of the season, so definitely don't do that. Yep. Um, Jarwell asks, is Kyle Flanagan to Dylan Brown a good move? Flanagan still has a low break-even, but not sure if he'll play again this season. Uh, don't hate it. Still talk about Flanagan making a move, although it's starting to look less likely he'll do it mid-season. To the um, Roosters, yeah. Um, and even if he does, he'll be a benchy or a reserve grader. You'd think so, unless they thought Akira was going to be missing for a long time. Um, yeah, I don't mind it. Um, Brown, as I said, is still pretty cheap. Um, yep. Should get decent scores at the very least. So Single-digit break-even, I think. Yeah, so kind of one of those now and never things. So, yeah, don't mind it. Yep, I agree. Dean B, is it worth waiting for Daly Chervin's price to come down after Origin, or should I pick him up now? Or is someone like Adam Reynolds or Milford a better option, or do I go cheap on Dylan Brown? Um, again, steer clear of DCE for now. Yeah, I think Milford's the best option right now, especially for overall points, considering yep. they play next week the Broncos. Um, otherwise, yeah, I wait on DCE for the moment. Yeah, uh, Brown's fine as a as a cheap option. Someone else was mentioned in there. But yeah, Milford's Adam Reynolds, yeah. Adam Reynolds is fine. Few injuries recently, which was a bit of a scare. He's a bit cheaper than um, Milford, so if price is a factor, then maybe him. But if he can get Milford, then go that way. I agree. Oz Hazard asks uh, Silva Havili to Scott Drinkwater. Is that wise? And should I trade for feeder out because of the suspension? Um, also ask about Tommy Turbo, but I think we've covered off on Turbo. I think hold Havili for one more week, yeah, probably. Break even in a teen, yeah. so he should still achieve that. I hope he gets 30 off the bench, which is very Possible, doable. Yeah. That's what he usually does, so get a bit more cash. You know, At this point, if you can get every drop of money out yeah. of a player, then uh, do it. And drink water, as we said. He's break evens in the mid-40s, who we don't really know what he's going to do. Uh, and the Cowboys, at the Cowboys straight away, so... Wait and see how he goes. And yeah, for feeder a hold if at all possible. Yep. Uh, Lachlan Cox, thoughts on Adam Dewey to Dylan Brown, who should hold the number six jersey for the rest of the season. Could be a useful 18th or 19th. Like it. Yep, I agree. Do that. Uh, Ryan Hadley, in the next couple of weeks, do I move Ponga to the halves to get Turbo um, in the back, or should I get Daly Cherry Evans? Halves are currently Munster and Morgan. Um, I reckon... The, filtering that out, you're probably trading Morgan out for Turbo, which is the best option. Yeah, I think that sounds good. I mean, DCE and, and Turbo, it's kind of hard to tell. Mm. Like, we're coming off a game where Trubovich got 100, which colours things a fair bit, and DCE's on the way down. Um, yeah, it, it almost goes... Look at who your backups are. If you if you're, if this is your lineup, um, and in a month's time, if you lose a fullback, have you got a... a coverage at fullback or if you lose a half if you've got a good backup half and then decide on that whether it's best to have Ponga in your your halves or your wing fullbacks yep Uh, Dark Knight looking at trading either Havili or Tolman out for Braden Burns was hoping to get rid of both this week but injuries have plagued me this year Um, well Havili's no hurry you can wait a week on that Um, Braden Burns probably want to see it was his break even about 30-ish 
Uh, his break-even is, yeah, 28. Yeah, I'd want to see him get through a game. Yeah, well, he was really good in that first couple of weeks, but a long-term hamstring injury. Yeah, he's he's 422k. I, I don't think he's a buy anymore, to be honest. Mm. I, I don't know. I mean, so he's a, a he covers all the back um, Yeah, he's five, true, which is handy. Which is handy, but he's not up there with... He's not going to score 50 points a game like a Ponga or... Uh, yeah. Trebojevic or Tedesco or um, RTS and he's not going to bump Nakora or Bateman out of your centres so uh, and he's not base price so I don't really know what you're getting for it it's kind of a it's kind of between a few yeah he's not a cashier he's not a keeper so yeah I won't be considered I mean I had him early in the season he was he was great but I think now he's not quite the right kind of player you want to be getting um, yeah I'd probably Unless he looks like he's going to be averaging 50 or, or close to it, I'll be steering yeah. clear for now. Um, Bully Bully writes in, is it worth keeping Cleary and also moving Ponga to the half, which seems to be a popular move this week, um, which means Turpin out and Burns in for the wing position. Is that okay? I mean, rinse and repeat on the Burns yeah. feedback. Turpin you can probably dispense with sooner yeah. than later. I mean, Burns will be fine. I think he'll score, say he scores 40 points a game or whatever. That's fine, but when you come up against teams that have three fifty-point yeah. fullbacks, you kind of um, buy the eight ball. So, I mean, short term, sure, but ideally, look for you know a move that's going to help your long-term team for their run home. Yep, uh, Johnny Leary has a few permutations. He's trying to get his head around getting rid of Adam Dewey and Chancellor Clockstat for Turbo and someone else. Um, so far, so good. Ideally, want someone cheap who will play around 16. Yeah. Probably just have to wait for the bye week teams. Um, yeah, you have to kind of do some trawling at that point to um, find someone cheap who's going to play around 16. So, I mean, the real origin-affected teams will be, I guess, Dragon, Storm, and Broncos that week. Maybe um, Knights, depending. Yeah. There's and Patrick Roosters. Carrigan at the Broncos is a kind of bench forward who might get a starting spot with Haas out maybe yeah. for Origin. I mean you're really looking at a there aren't week, very short term. Very short term. There's there's if there was anyone who was base price and genuinely good available this week we would have mentioned him before now. So yeah, you're kind of um you know, scraping the barrel a little bit, but uh yeah. Good luck searching. Yeah. And he's uh, the second part of that question from Johnny Leary was, should I just get Alex Twal instead of Turbo and try and get Turbo a bit cheaper post-origin? Um, I don't mind Twal for round 16. He's not a elite keeper, but he's still averaging 50, and he's a, a rare front rower who is fantasy relevant, who plays in round 16. I don't know if Turbo's going to get a lot cheaper. His break-even's 42 now after that 100. And yeah, he needs some quiet scores to for his price to start going backwards. Um, and on current form, I mean, who knows? He could do anything so yeah I think his price will be roughly where it is he'll yeah. have you know I mean, he's already he costs the same as Jake like he's expensive yeah. so he's not going to get too much more out yeah. of hand but the idea of waiting until he gets cheap you could be waiting a while yeah I'm just looking he's got obviously Titans this week could be anything and then Manly have the buy after that at South Paris Storm so there's you know probably two of those are tough-ish yep. games and then Knights Warriors Tigers Raiders Storm again so um, yeah, a chance, but the but form he's in, I wouldn't be guaranteeing he's going to be cheaper anytime soon. Exactly. Yeah. Nice one. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's questions. Have you got any close to working out what your trades are? 
this week? I think we we talked. I'm, I'm talked around on Dylan Brown a bit more than I was when we started this podcast. Yeah, don't know if I get him, but it's I'm an option. Going to have to trade chance to Marty to Power just to have two props because currently I've only got Haas and Fafita and. Yes. Feet is a real problem. You need more than one. Yes, I think this would be a um, <laughs> leave it till uh, late on Thursday for me to lock the trades in. Is, which tends to happen quite a bit. Sticking with Tamalolo as captain or back to Cam? <sighs> Maybe Cam this week. Yeah, I might stick with Tamalolo. Anyway, see how it goes. Um, good times. We've got <laughs> uh, plenty more good stuff on Android.com. We've got the um, the preview video um, myself and Tanisha on Wednesday. The Late Mail Crew podcast Thursday afternoon. Lone Scout Q and A. Thursday morning as usual, um, plus obviously your late mail and breaking news. Good luck to everyone's fantasy teams this weekend, and we'll be back this time next week.